Hello and welcome to a inaugural first time streaming edition of the Cyclone Insider podcast and a now apparently a YouTube video show. I'm Travis Hines. He's Randy Peterson coming to you from just outside Jack Trice Stadium in separate locations so we can keep our audio clean after Iowa State's 42-10 victory over Southeast Missouri. Randy, I think this game went probably as much according to plan as it probably could have for Iowa State. Hunter Decker's huge game in his debut as a starter. Xavier Hutchinson, huge game in his uh, you know first game back since deciding to come back. Did exactly what I think Iowa State hoped he would do. Jirel Brock at running back shines in the second half. And the defense, with a little bit of sputtering, is mostly dominant throughout the game. You know, you know, I wrote this in my one of my stories, Randy, that after seeing so many absolute battles between Iowa State and you and I in these first game FCS games, that getting a little reprieve if you're Iowa State by blowing the doors off somebody was probably pretty welcome. Yeah, that was uh, this is something we hadn't seen. I mean, Iowa State was three and three under Campbell in the last six season opening games. So um, I think everybody, at least all the Iowa State people, knew that that this would be, I don't know, a big win for the Cyclones. But um, I guess you, you just never really know. But, but right from right from the right from the jump, Iowa State was was the dominant team. I mean, what was it? Three possessions, three touchdown passes to to um, Hutchinson. I mean, if that's not domination, I I don't know what is. Um, the defense came up with a with a turnover. Um, yeah, it was, I think, yeah, you can't, you couldn't have, have scripted a season opener any better than, um, this game. I mean, yeah, there were, there were some problems The like you alluded to the, the, the defense had problems defending, um, mid range passes at times. Um, there were, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't even think I would. Did Iowa State have any penalties? I mean, I mean, just, I mean, I, I guess I really don't think there were that many procedural situations, um, even. So it was, it was, uh, I'm looking for penalties here and I can't see them right off the top of my head. Iowa State had three for 20, Simo had yeah. nine for 100. So it was, it was pretty much a, a, um, a, a game that, that went, I don't even know whether you could have scripted it like this, and especially in in um, Decker's um, inaugural game as as a starter. So yeah, I don't think I don't think there's many holes that anybody can punch in this game. Yeah, I mean, you talked about Hunter Decker's. I think that'll be the story that people are going to be focused on coming out of this game, heading into next weekend in Cyhawk, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a little bit. But Hunter Decker's in his debut as a starter. 35 of 31, 293 yards, four touchdowns, one interception there that could have been costly before the end of the half. Uh, but Iowa State's defense kind of bowed up and held SEMO to three points instead of seven. You know, if, if you go into halftime, Iowa State probably still coast to winning. But you go into halftime 21-14, you're probably feeling very different as an Iowa State fan uh, rather than the 21-10 that it did, keeping it a two-store game. But to me, Deckers' game – was impressive because it felt effortless. And I mean that in the best sense and that it didn't 
it felt like he was comfortable at almost all times. And some of that certainly is playing against a mediocre FCS opponent that wasn't able to put a lot of pressure on him, gave him options to throw, and had Xavier Hutchinson in single-man coverage quite frequently that they were able to take advantage of early and often with those first three touchdown passes on the first three drives. But So I don't know that we can extrapolate a ton from this game from Hunter Deckers just because it's game one, it's a lesser opponent. But I do think, to me, the thing that stood out was just his ease in which he played. And then Randy, when we were talking to him after the game, he said, you know, I kept waiting all day for the butterflies and the nerves to come. And when I got under center to take that first snap, they weren't there. I realized that they weren't coming and let's roll, I think is what he said. So to me, that was, that was impressive. And I think that's maybe the most encouraging non-technical aspect of Deckers' game going forward. We'll see him stressed and tested to a very different level next week with what appears to be another elite Iowa defense. But in terms of just going out and looking the part, Hunter Deckers did that extremely well today. Against yeah, um, it, it, it's kind of different with Deckers, and Campbell alluded to this during the postgame. It's kind of different with, with Deckers than it was with other first-time starters. Iowa State had a chance to see what it had with Hunter Deckers last season, a bit last season, especially during – And the um, season before. And the, and the season before, yes, exactly. But And last season when he played in the second half against against Iowa in the Seahawks game right out here, um, I'm, I'm standing in, the, in close to the end zone, but um, right out here that he in the fourth quarter he came in and, and pulled Iowa State within – within a, a one-score game of, of Iowa. And I think I looked at you up in the press box, and I think we were expecting Campbell to put Purdy back in the game, but but no way. Um, Decker stayed out, stayed out, and that, that gave him a lot of confidence. And here's something else. A couple other confidence factors here that Campbell had um, with Hunter Deckers. When, when Purdy left and, and eventually became a, a member of the 49ers, made the roster, um, and, 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 and good for him. Campbell could have done what a lot of other coaches have done and gone to the transfer portal. But Campbell knew right from the jump that he was not going to do that. He had that much faith in, in, in Brock Purdy. Um, so, I mean, and Hunter Deckers knows that. I, I, it's, it's, you know, and I've talked to Hunter about that. He knew that, that when he didn't, he knew that Campbell had, had, um, um, had faith in him. So there's a couple things, and then today, even today, fourth and fourth and three at the the Southeast Missouri 33 yard line, right out right out there. I'm looking right at it. Um, first quarter, Iowa State went for it. Now that's nothing different for for Iowa State. Campbell and, and Tom Manning, they oftentimes do that. But I mean, my God, you're you're you do it too. You've got you're doing it with Brock Purdy. Um, at quarterback, you're doing it with Bruce Brees Hall at running back, but this was with this was with Hunter Deckers at quarterback, and it was a, and it was with um, at that time I think it was Sanders in the backfield. Sure, it was against a bad, uh, a bad the, the the worst opponent Iowa State will play this year, but nonetheless, they they went for that, and and Deckers ended up cranking up and and threw a and, and Hutchinson turned a mid range pass into into a 33-yard touchdown. You talk about confidence right there. And I, I talked to both Hutchinson 
and Deckers about that after, after the game. Um, and neither, neither, neither player were um, surprised that, that, um, that, that Campbell did that. But, but Campbell said afterwards that, that, yeah, that was one of the reasons they did it was because they wanted to give um, Hunter Decker's, Decker's confidence in situations like that. And by golly, they got it. The other successor on the field was Jirel Brock taking over for All-American and current Jets running back Brees Hall. Brock, who entered Iowa State as the, a member of that same 2019 recruiting class as Brees Hall, a more uh, highly regarded prospect before Hall took the reins of that job and never let go, finishes a game with 104 yards on 16 carries, really did it all in the second half. I mean, the first half, only three carries for, I think, six yards. Obviously, as we talked about, Deckers and Hutchinson did all the heavy lifting early on before they handed the, the ball and the reins over to, to Brock there in the second half. I thought he showed a little more urgency, a little more aggressiveness in the second half to where it seemed like at the point of attack, he was playing a little bit more violently, even a little bit more creatively. I think we saw him bust out a, a spin move on multiple occasions that he wasn't, didn't feel like was quite as creative in the first half. So an impressive showing for Jirel Brock. Randy, though, I'm I'm still not convinced that this is Jirel Brock's job in perpetuity. I still think that we saw enough from Deion Silas, Eli Sanders, and specifically Cartavius Norton. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out over the next few weeks. You know, Norton was electric, like to where everybody kind of gasped in the three times he carried the ball had an injury that Campbell said was cramps or he believed to be cramps uh, at some point during the game. It didn't come back in, but Brock had a fantastic game, but I'm not ready to declare that running back competition uh, quite over yet. How about you? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't have any doubt that, that Jirel about Jirel starting next Saturday in the Cyhawk game, but it was, it was evident what the game plan was. Um, in the in the second half, I mean, in the first half, twenty three of thirty one plays that Iowa State ran in the first half were passes. Were passes. I guarantee you that was not the game plan coming in. But I also guarantee you that that Hunter Decker's starting out with a hot hand changed the game plan somewhat, and so they went to a, they went to a passing attack. And why not ride him? I mean, write it for for as long as 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 you can, which didn't leave a whole lot of of opportunities to run the ball. I um, with Iowa State, I think, like you said earlier, essentially under you know very comfortable at halftime, they got back to back to what Iowa State usually does um, is is run the football, and so they I, like you said they made a concerted effort to get the ball into Brock's hands in the second half. And they, I think he carried five, maybe six of the first seven plays in the third quarter. So they, they did that. They needed to get, to get, to get him going. And he did, I think he had 90 plus yards um, in the, in the second half. And, and by the way, Brees was, was in the, was in the stadium and, and so was uh, David Montgomery, which was kind of cool. But um, Charlie Kohler too. They had they and Charlie Kohler. Yeah, that. exactly. So to your to your point, I think Brock starts next week. But you're right, Sanders. Sanders was the number two um, running back in in the game. Norton and, was number two. What? 
Norton got the second. Uh, he did carries. Norton did, yeah. Like I said, Cartavius Norton got the second. <laughs> got the second carry um, in in the game. And you're right. He was he, in the third he, series, maybe. He was he was electric. Um, so I, I'm I, I'm curious to watch him. We'd heard so much about him, but we didn't get to see him during this spring, during the the three um, scrimmages that we got to watch. We didn't get to see him because he he'd been hurt. So. Um, I don't think Iowa State fans have any concern to be um, about the the in the running back in the running back room. It, it they may not get um, you know may not have a thousand yard yard rusher, which I'm going to write about next week. But by golly, they they could the way it looks like at least could come close to running for as many yards as a as a team. So um, I was I was. Um, it was it was a good showing for the running backs just out of the gate as well. On the other side of the ball, Iowa State's defense kind of got put on its skates early on the first possession of the game with Simo going down the field uh, before ultimately petering out with a, an interception deep in Iowa State territory. Cyclones give up one touchdown. Yeah, and 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 um, Bo Freiler played played very well. Kobe Reader was was um, was very good, also. Um, so I, th- I think with with those two guys, um, the Iowa State Iowa State will be very good on on defense once again. I'm, I'm um, uh, Will McDonald. He was being double and triple teamed. He didn't get a sack. He only had one tackle. But um, I think that that I think everything will be will be fine um, with with the Iowa State defense once they get figured out how to um, shore up the past defense that was suspect to say the least um, especially on on those mid-range 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 passes that were thrown in the in the areas where um, the linebackers the linebackers were but once that once they got that cleared up in the in the second half, um, I think I think things went things went pretty well. And the kicking game was flawless. Jace Gilbert um, kicked a couple of them into the end zone, maybe three in the end zone. So so anyway, all in all, Iowa State's season opening game I would say gets um, I would say gets gets a good uh, um, gets a good a strong B. So anyway, so that that pretty much wraps it up for. For um, Iowa State's game one, Iowa State against the or against the Hawkeyes next Saturday at three o'clock, I believe, at Kinnick Stadium. Um, hope, hopefully, uh, um, you know, everything works and the internet works and and everything continues to go well. And and from an Iowa State fans per- perspective, we'll see what what Hunter Deckers has in store for the Hawkeyes in his first game against them in Iowa City. Like I said, he played against them last year, so so. Um, anyway, any final thoughts there on, on, on that stuff, Travis, I was just wrapping up the, you know, playing in the, against the Hawks next week. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously we didn't get to watch any of the, I, or we, I think we watched what the first half from the press box, uh, before the Iowa state game started that Iowa offense looks as problematic as I think every Iowa fan feared it would be. But on the flip side, I think that defense is probably for real again. Um, so it'll be an interesting test for Iowa State. I mean, you get the game on the road, 
this has been such a difficult situation for them under Matt Campbell and even going back into the end of the, the Rhodes era. So I think it will be – I mean, it's obviously a critical game the second week of September, and it, it's critical for this season. And certainly if you're Matt Campbell and you're Iowa State, I have to imagine you're incredibly sick of hearing about how you've never beaten Iowa. Which we'll hear about sometime, a few times this week. Yeah, so. I mean, like, I don't know how you avoid talking about it. It yeah. is a big red blinking light of you haven't done this. And, you know, when you talk to Iowa State fans or Iowa fans, it is certainly one of the first things that comes up when you're talking about, you know, big picture things, you know, from a program wide perspective. So it's a huge game on a number of levels. You know, if Iowa State wins this game, you know, beating a power five opponent the second week in September, that kind of changes the potential trajectory and the potential ceiling of a season you know, where there is rebuilding going on or at least rebooting or overhauling the roster. So a huge game as it is every year. I imagine Iowa State will be a slight to moderate underdog at Kinnick Stadium, but you know, I don't know that you could have watched that Iowa game and that Iowa offense struggle as much as it did. Uh, today in South Dakota State and not feel like Iowa State's going to have a very, very competitive opportunity in this game. Well, it's going to be about 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 Hunter Deckers in the offense um, penetrating that, that very wonderful Phil Parker defense also um, next week. So, you know, that may be a good test for to see how that running back room goes. It may you know, we'll see what, we'll see what happens um, in that game. But that's Iowa State's going to have to play. I think as well as Iowa State played on offense today, Iowa State's going to have to play much better um, next Saturday. I think that'll do it for us here on the first ever uh, video streaming edition of the Cyclone Insider Podcast. If you're listening to it in podcast form and you want to check out the video, uh, be sure to check it out on YouTube. And if you missed any of the early show, uh, it's either going to be able to be archived on YouTube or in our podcast feed so plenty of places to check this out for randy peterson i'm travis hines this has been the cyclone insider podcast from the des moines register thanks for checking us out and we will talk to you again another time soon